Hello, um, and welcome to the stream. Uh, my name's Craig. I'm coming to you solo because everyone else is on holiday. And let's start off with what happened. So, I had an amazing interview recorded. It was one of those ones that really flowed and we got into really deep topics and it's like that lightning in the bottle thing. And the file got corrupted, um, which was a real kick in the teeth. And Arza and our guest were both going on holiday, essentially, so we couldn't re-record. That's why there's been no episode this month, or now last month. So I thought I will record a quick mandate episode, but why not try something new? So I am streaming. Uh, yes, um... Sorry, keeping hydrated. Uh, so, yeah, I thought this would be new. And if people want to come in with the live chat and ask questions, uh, they're free to. Uh, if not, you know, I will just record the episode. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to do an episode on... Uh, event drop because I think it's something that's not really talked about enough about what happens after events and the mental health implications so I thought it'd be good to just go through what it is why it happens and what you can do to guard yourself against it Sorry about all this clicking. I am kind of feeling about in the dark. I've never streamed before and it's a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. So let's see how this goes. So yeah. Let's talk about event drop. So stop me if you've heard this one. You've been to a big kink event or a long weekend or something of that manner. And you've had this amazing time You've seen so many people. You've been out night after night to the clubs or the events that are going on. And when you get back home, you feel so low. So shit. Your mood is low. You just feel down and grey. That is event drop. Now, obviously there's an emotional component because you've just had this big, huge weekend You've been excited all the time. You've been making new friends, meeting up with old, having good experiences, hopefully having great sex, you know, kind of the point of these things. And you've just had all this great time and suddenly it's over and you've got nothing close on the horizon to look forward to. You know, it is understandable. You will be a bit down from that. But there's also a um, brain chemical component to it. Uh, partially you've probably not slept a lot and that is going to catch up with you and the other thing is you've basically been running on high levels of serotonin sorry high levels of serotonin and um, dopamine all these happy chemicals your brain has been constantly flooding with you from all the good experiences and it's kind of going into withdrawal it's not getting enough of the own chemicals it it itself has been producing. 
So you're essentially going through a withdrawal and your brain's hitting you hard with that. So between the combination of the natural sort of emotional side, the brain chemical side and the sleep side, you're going to feel like shit after a big event. But it's handy that we think of this ahead of time because you know then how to counteract it. I mean, there are certain pre-prep things I like to do and I'm going to share them with you now. So, um, so the first thing I like to do is make sure you have an extra day off. And I say this fully aware that not everybody has a job that would allow this. Uh, I'm in Britain and I understand in the US it's a lot harder to get vac- vacation time. Generally speaking, a full-time job here has to provide you with at least 25 days, a.k.a. five weeks worth of holiday. Americans, I understand, get a lot less. So, I would say, if you can, and if you've got the extra day to spare, give yourself an extra day off to recover. You probably won't feel fully recovered from just that one day. The lack of sleep will still persist. But what this will let you do is just have a wind down period, a buffer between having to go straight back to work, you know, 8am start or earlier for some people. And and by 8am, I mean in the office by 8am, like I know some people have really shit hours. Um, yeah, so you've got this new start. Uh, sorry. So you've got this buffer time. That will really let you ease back in and be gentle, catch up on your sleep, which is super important, and just get rested. It'll also let you just do things to get your house in order, do all the washing, uh, like clothes washing, um, in my case, boot care, you know, being a boot black, I tend to have to try and keep my boots up to scratch. So that's an extra day to sort of undo the damage or evidence, as it were. And just to wind down. And it also gives you time to do a bit of self-care. Like, one of the things I find that is so important for mental health, and like, especially when you're going through a bad patch, is good food. When you're feeling low, you tend to eat like shit because you want what's easy and basic carbs, sugars, fats. Like you're very tempted to take away or instant meals just because you don't have the emotional energy to cook and you're craving these really basic flavors and uh, fats. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You're craving sort of the uh, macronutrients. The trouble is they don't actually help with your mental health. Generally speaking, to help your mental health, you need good hearty food, high nutrition, greens, veg, that sort of stuff. And it can be... No one wants to eat that when they're feeling down. It's one of life's cruelties. So what I recommend is when you're getting ready to go to one of these, pre-prep meals when you come back. My personal favourite is stew. You know, you can do a good hearty stew with veg, meat, and it's comfort food. 
It is soul food. You can put lots of herbs and spices. I mean, I love warming spices. Curry is another good one. Curries are great for when you're feeling low. Like all the hot spices just really bring you up. And just pre-make that before you go and stick it in the freezer. So when you come home, you've essentially got a good, nutritious, hearty, comforting, ready meal there waiting for you. That will make things a hell of a lot easier. Uh, yeah. So plan for sleep deficit. Because when you come back from these things, you will be tired as fuck. You, you know, you'll be out late going to events because a lot of them are ongoing late club nights. And you'll be getting up early to go to those munches, which they always seem to put on too early. And, you know, even if you don't go out, I'm hoping you're up late doing lots of fun stuff in your hotel room or with the person you're couch sitting with. Because, you know, that is one of the best parts about these events. That's part of the reason why we go. And that's going to leave you with a huge sleep deficit. And the reason why I'm calling it a sleep deficit is because it is a deficit in the sense that you have a certain amount you need to make up. People have this thing of if they've been really tired for a long while, that one eight-hour sleep or will just sort of make up for it. That's not how it works. You need to pay off the debt you've built up. So it will take several days of going to bed at a decent time and getting up at a regular time because consistency also affects your sleep patterns it's not just about getting eight hours sleep it's about getting eight hours sleep from a consistent time when you go to bed to, to when you get up keep it consistent and that will really help um yeah and just make sure you're giving yourself time and if you're struggling to stay awake and like it's earlier than you'd normally go to bed, don't force yourself to stay up. Listen to what your body is telling you it needs and just go have that. Have that extra sleep. Go to bed early. As long as you get up at the same time, that should be enough. Uh, and the last thing is See your friends. Make plans ahead of time before you go to just have a casual hangout. And the reason I say a casual hangout instead of anything big or exciting is you're going to be tired and feeling low as fuck. But you are going to need that social time. So just do something easy that won't feel intimidating. So just have people over for a beer or a tea. You know, I'm English. Or play video games together. Or just parallel play. Like, so, little thing from me being autistic, you learn about parallel play, which is basically literally just sitting together doing your own thing, which uh, a lot of people on the autistic spectrum kind of need as a way to be sociable, where you can literally just be stuck into playing a video game, writing on your laptop browsing thing, and just another person in the room with you who you feel connected with, but there's no pressure to interact. And that itself can be quite nice. Even if people, the other person you're having is also worn out from going to said same event. It's just nice to be together. And that will help ease the lack of dopamine and serotonin you're getting in your brain from these big sociable experiences. 
So to recap, good food, good sleep, self-care, you know, do stuff that makes you happy, like watch a Disney movie, cuddle on the couch, um, I don't know, stuff normal people find. Try and stay away from the social media. That can be a bit, it feels like it helps, but it actually makes things worse. Like, it's really not good when you're feeling down. And yeah, so that is my advice for dealing with a event drop, is pre-preparation. Make future use life as easy as possible by pre-preparing good nutritious food, good sleep, social times. I know it sounds easy putting it like that, but when you're feeling like really shit and low, that can be quite difficult. <sighs> right, so let's see. And who do we have in the chat? No one. I mean, I kind of expected this to happen. I've like, I'm not really a streamer per se, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, um, I suppose a good thing to talk about would be some kink news. Uh, the Backstreet, basically London's last proper leather bar, has been saved. Um, it's been guaranteed to a place, they can't redevelop it. And so we won, which is a really rare thing in London these days. Uh, it's fantastic because you. this was a long, hard campaign. It has been going on for, God, three years now. And it's mostly been done by uh, Nigel, who runs, who's the main coder for the Bluff app. I suggest you check it out. They now have a calendar app for events, speaking because we are dealing with events here. And, yeah, they... Basically, the ground one made a good legal case and they had support of the local councillors, which was so important to getting this done. And they beat through every nasty trick um, the developers normally use. Sort of like... So developers will try and, air quotes, meet people halfway by like assuring them a space in the new new development... The trouble is, when it's a nightclub, that opens you up to noise complaints. If any of the residents, because it's always fucking flats being developed by these people, overpriced flats, you know, normal who can never afford the new ones, and they uh, get in, they put in a noise complaint, that assured space then has to be shut down. Uh, so they resisted that and basically said, no, we, you know, this can't be made into a residential space because it is a nightclub. And with the help of the councillors and a very good legal campaign, um, they got saved, essentially. The building can no longer be re redeveloped and uh, the backstreet uh, has survived. And if anyone's visiting London, seriously, check it out. It's a great place, friendly, patrons, lots of fun goes on there. 
It's a good space. And, you know, use it or lose it. And it also shows the power of community because people really came out of the woodwork to help the back street right into the local council, right into the courts deciding on development uh, to make their case and talk about what it means to the, the, to the community. Um, and I do think other LGBT, supposedly, venues could learn from that. I mean, I'm not going to mask, I'm talking about everything that's been going with XXL. Now, XXL, for those of you outside the London sphere, is a largely a bear club, which is also up for redevelopment. The trouble is the owner of XXL has not had a good relationship with the rest of the community. He's been quite um, transphobic, uh, misogynist, um, femphobic, like... Part of the reason why it kicked off against him is the door policy of he won't let um, they won't let in anyone too effeminately dressed, which you know LGBT venue. And since they've been up for problems, he's been bitching about the fact that community is not standing by him. When you you put it, you get out what you put in essentially and the back street has been there for the community it's been a community space and it also done the groundwork and their homework of how to save their space properly but that's my bitching that is my spicy hot take like don't get me wrong i am sad when xxl will go it's just the people attached to it you know make it hard to defend it because you know i met my husband at xxl it used to be a really great club so yeah that's about it really i don't have much else to talk about uh so yeah this has been my first stream and yeah I will see about doing one again sometime soon. Anyway, uh, good night and play safe.